Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, everyone, to Free State Podcast. How are you doing, Joe? Good. A couple of things I just want to mention. Everyone has a role these days. If you notice this, everyone has a role. Nobody has a job. Everyone has a role, uh, and it's never enough just to have a job. But I saw a role advertised that I think <laughs> you know I think you'd be interested in. I can see your face. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but we have an exciting opportunity to join our fan experience team as a mascot executive. <laughs> On a temporary basis. <laughs> is, that, is, is that serious? In this role, you'll support the delivery of the Mighty Red mascot program, which promotes the values of Liverpool FC. What will you be doing? You will act as Mighty Red's assistant, ensuring the safety of the performer whilst also interacting with a diverse audience. When performing as a character, <laughs> you will be constantly in costume and be required to move about in costume during events appearances to entertain fans while working in excessive heat or cold under demanding physical conditions. So basically... This is a, 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 the mascot's assistant. You're going to be... He dresses up as a... What does he dress up as? Uh, Mighty Red, he's a... What is that? He's, he's, he's not a devil. What is he? What is the Mighty Red? Uh, the, the devils Liverpool, are, the, are Manchester yeah, United. What is the Mighty Red's... Uh, Jesus Christ... But anyway, you're not you're not actually mighty red. You're not you're not going, even though it's an executive role. A, ma- <laughs> a mascot executive. It's not the actual. You're the assist- <laughs> you're the assistant. You're assistant. He's a. Listen, what is he's a? What's what would you say that is? We're looking at. Let me see it. What is he? Uh, he, he dragon. Looks, he looks like no. a cartoon dinosaur. A dinosaur. He's a, a red dinosaur. cartoon yeah. dinosaur. Um, What's it? Does it? It doesn't happen to put in the wages. I'll lay any money. It's the minimum wage. <laughs> Thirty-five hours a week. Minimum wage, yeah. Doesn't say, doesn't say that. Doesn't it says it says salary on application always in those things, you know. Um, um, but and, and and there you go. This forced cheerfulness, this bullshit language that's designed to make it, you know, seem scientific and and I mean, if you can't understand what someone's talking about nowadays, that person's in a leading role in society. Leading mascot executive you know, in society. I mean, the po- the positive. I mean, it's 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 so absurd and. You know, it, it it's why these life coaches and wellness coaches and faith healers and all are proliferating around the world. Like, um, 
expect miracles because you are one. You know, all this vague stuff. And, I mean, it, it, the increasing idea, you know, that that's been peddled now for sort of 30 years that you can cure your own body, mm. you know. I mean, Deepak Chopra is probably the the foremost sort of, he's the king of absurdism, but with a very straight face, he, you know, has established his credentials as a, a multi-millionaire juggernaut advisor to presidents in the White House, you know. I mean, he is written about by Barbara Ehrenreich in her masterwork. I mean, and Barbara was uh, an expert biologist, so she knew what she was talking about. And in her book, um, Smile or Die, about this really dangerous thing that's that swept America, it's now swept the UK, we see it with Brexit, that whole con. You know, we see it happening. Happening. The roots of it are being laid down here in Ireland. But in her book, you know, she sets out a heartbreaking letter from a cancer patient to her guru, Deepak Chopra. And the woman has breast cancer. I'd say I find it very difficult to read this out. You know, it's mm. very... Uh, because, you know, to take advantage of people at their mm. lowest ebb like this, the way these people do. Yeah. Uh, the woman whose breast cancer at this stage had spread to her bones and lungs and was now terminally ill. She writes to Chopra. And Aaron Wright quotes the letter. Even though I follow the treatments, have come a long way in unburdening myself of my toxic feelings, have forgiven everyone, changed my lifestyle to include meditation, prayer, Proper diet, as you have advised, exercise, supplements, the cancer has come back. What am I missing? You know, mm. am I missing a lesson here that it keeps reoccurring? I am sure I am positive enough that I am going to beat it. Yet it is harder now with this diagnosis to keep a positive attitude. And he writes back to her. Ehrenreich Prince's response. Mm. You're doing all the right things to recover. You just have to continue doing them until the cancer is gone for good. I know it is discouraging to make great progress only to have it come back again. But sometimes cancer is simply very pernicious and requires the utmost diligence and persistence to overcome it. You know, and if the listener is feeling queasy listening to that, mm. they should be. Because for me that is, you know, and we say the that the sports psychology and all this is much more harmless, etc., etc. Uh, but this is sweeping the planet now, and people are increasingly sort of subscribing to these wacky ideas, conspiracy mm. theories, as a result of this sort of thing. You know that facts are not facts, science is not science. You know, cancer cancer is not a problem. You know. That, that, that occurs at a genome level mm. and which has a, a scientific progress and which has been scientifically studied, you know, and never mind that. If you spend a hundred pounds on my 
curing cancer video, you can rid yourself of cancer so long as you keep buying the supplements every month, which are forty nine ninety nine as well. But it starts with people saying things like the battle he lost their battle with cancer. That that language, which is to- yeah. totally mainstream and widespread, people saying you know so and so lost their battle with yeah. cancer. There's as no it, battle. As if as if as if if you die of cancer, that it's your fault. Yeah. Like there's yeah, something you're there's defeated. Something. I I I loathe it, and yeah. you know this idea that. I mean, there's there's a celebrated book called The Gift of Cancer. <laughs> the gift. The, the I gift thought of, my parents died of cancer. Yeah, and I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I. Uh, and I, you are desperate. Yeah. You're totally desperate. Yeah. And you'll listen you to listen, listen to anything. Yeah. Some years ago, a very close friend of mine, his mum was diagnosed with breast cancer, mm. and she had a mastectomy. It was it was diagnosed late. She was very ill. And a friend of the family suggested a bioenergy healer who had a you know big reputation. You know, these bioenergy mm. healers. Nobody knows what it means. You know, but people swear by them. Because you go there, they flatter you, they, they make you feel good, they they send you away, you know, you buy the product you pay for the time you've been there. And he shimmered his hands over her body without touching her. And then hovered them over her breast area. And he told her her energy was very strong. Mm. And he said, you know, your energy can easily be unlocked. I think we can beat this cancer. And then after several treatments, he gave her amazing news. You know, the cancer is gone. We'll work together now on making sure it doesn't return. And she left ecstatic. Mm. Ecstatic, you know, and... At her next three-monthly scan in the hospital, she was distraught to find that the cancer had progressed and was very aggressive. And within 12 months, she was dead. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, and... Uh, no wonder people are confused in society now. You know, our children are increasingly confused. People find it difficult to divine the truth. I mean, you were... I mean, didn't... Didn't, um, I mean, and this permeates the highest levels. Like, mm. I mean, you, did, didn't Glenn Hoddle have a? Did he? Whenever he was the manager of England, I mean, people take him very seriously. Well, the, and he's on television talking about, you know, things talking well, about soccer, etc. Well, he had a he had a faith theater called Eileen Drury. Do you remember her? Uh, and I can't remember which player. <laughs> famously, I think it was, might have been Robbie Fowler who, because he used to come on and lay her hands on their shoulders. <laughs> And uh, uh, she lay her hands on Robbie Fowler and he said, short back and sides, please. <laughs> so Robbie wouldn't be listening to that shit. I don't think he, he played for England again under Hoddle. But Hoddle then, Hoddle then uh, gave an interview where he, he talked about his views that uh, uh, people in wheelchairs were, were suffering for sins in a past life. And he gave his view, that was his view on, on reincarnation which he had to resign for, and which led the great, uh, late great journalist George Byrne to say <laughs> he was the only English manager who ever had to resign for his views on the transmigration of souls. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's funny, that stuff, because it is, 
It's amazing. A friend of mine always says, like, the biggest rule in life and all these things is don't take yourself too fucking seriously. And all these mm. things are there, as you say, because there's so much anxiety and there's so much mm. to worry about. And yet they just tap in. They just tap into the thing that actually makes you more anxious and that makes you more susceptible yeah, rather uh, than... Uh, uh, absolutely. And, and it's used by... It's used by big corporations now. Um, the life coaching, yeah. the life coaches, they go to these events, you know, they get 10,000 people up on their feet, you know. I mean, AT&T famously uh, brought 15,000 employees or 10,000 employees to one of these events and then announced 15,000 layoffs. Mm. But everyone was given a wellness manual and a life coach manual and were exhorted by the guru who was there to see this as the greatest opportunity you've ever had. I mean, you're not being sacked. This is mm. the beginning of a new life for you. And the whole basis of the philosophy is that it's your fault. doesn't matter. If you're a single mother on benefits mm. with three kids, you know, or if you're an amputee who's got alcohol, alcohol mm. problems, it's your fucking fault that you're not a multimillionaire. You too can be like me if you visualise this. And most of all, <laughs> if you buy my books, I mean, the only, the only person who ever got Rich Quick from a Get Rich Quick book was the author. <laughs> and, and you know, these books are bought in their millions. I mean, I don't know if you... <laughs> you don't get these emails from the Pendulum Summit, do you? I, I'm not on their mailing list. I, I, I get them and I don't know... I, don't, <clears throat> I really don't know why I get them. I got one this morning about, you know, global thought leaders and, you know, this is ex the explosive start to our conference will be, you know, the global thought leader, Dr. Joe Vitale, right? He's a global thought leader and he's written all these books, you know, The Attractor Factor, Five Easy Steps. <laughs> five Easy Steps for Creating Wealth or Anything Else from the Inside Out. And it is all gobbledygook. I, I checked them out. You know, once I got the email, and he will he will appear. He'd probably get a fee of fifty thousand or a hundred thousand pounds. You know, the mm. RDS will be full, or the three arena wherever they hold it. You know, they they they'll have everyone standing up at the start with music booming out. It'll resemble an evangelical church. You know, and people will come out afterwards, and you'll say, "How was it?" And they'll say, "It was brilliant." You know, <laughs> you say, "Like, have you lost?" Your fucking mind. <laughs> How the fuck is it brilliant? And, you know, this, this sort of stuff, I mean, you look at your, you look in your satellite telly, you know, and you look at the paranormal channels and, you know, constantly documentaries about UFOs and ghosts. I mean, <laughs> to my knowledge, like nobody's ever videoed a ghost. I've never actually seen one. And all this stuff that's unregulated. I mean, one of the big things now, I don't know if you've come across it, Dion, is these shaman, these life gurus now who take you on Ayahuasca tours, you know, and you go to Peru and you cleanse yourself and you cleanse your mind by getting absolutely shit-faced on Ayahuasca yeah. and having an out-of-body out experience. And there's, there's a girl called Joe Bowlby who was a financier, you know, very well-educated mm. girl. She's a shaman now. She's described as the shaman to the stars. And she operates from a really nice practice in Battersea. I read a profile on her. And 
She, she, she couldn't, you couldn't mix up. She trained to be a shaman in Peru with the Quero tribe, who are illiterate. <laughs> Use symbols to communicate and get fucking shit-faced on Ayahuasca, which is one of the world's most powerful hallucinogenics and a dangerous Class A prescribed drug. But anyway, she describes herself as a master herbalist. I said, you know, so was Pablo Escobar. <laughs> and she brings her wealthy clients <clears throat> to the Peruvian jungle to heal themselves. They're yeah. going there to heal themselves. And this girl, Cafandra Hodge, who's a writer with Tatler magazine, she went and, without saying who she was and had a session with Bobby. She said, you know, she was lying on a daybed with a crystal on my sternum and the smell of burning Amazonian wood in my nostrils. My shaman is shaking. <laughs> she, <laughs> Is shaking a gourd rattled about my head while I am imagining riding a white horse with wings <laughs> and a horn up to a distant star. The guru tells the writer that happiness, completeness and health can only be achieved by, quote, moving, <laughs> moving between the four states of snake, jaguar, eagle and hummingbird. And at, that, and at, that, at this level there is no eye, you know, no eye and team, all mm. that old stuff. And when balance is achieved, the nervous system will be awakened. And must tell you a good story. A uh, 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 boy, I, I was doing, <laughs> I was doing a GA night one night. You know, yeah, a, a funny talk on stage and then question and answer, blah blah. And this fella came up to me and he said, "Joey said I've got to tell you this story. You know, I, I've never met you before." I said, "No, no, what's your name?" He told me, saying, "Blah blah." And he said, "Look, um, you know, I went on one of those life coaching trips in Peru to take ayahuasca," mm. and he said. Um, he said, it was all really weird. I'd sort of believed that, but it was very weird, he said. And you're, you you believe it all at the time. And he said, you know, you had to purge yourself. So we had to, we took an, anem, an emetic and we vomited. And and then, you know, you didn't eat for the day beforehand to prepare yourself for the sacred ritual. And then he said, the next day, you know, it was really very exciting. You were, you were there with other people and you were swept up with it. And... You know, you were going to embark on a new life and then we were given the Ayushka and you mm -hmm. were given a bucket to vomit into because it makes you vomit very forcibly as part of the, you know, after effects before you you start to experience your high. Mm -hmm. And then you've got this, he said, light out of body where you just leave your body, you leave your, your mortal body. Yeah. It's basically a major hallucinogenic, you see. So then he said, so I'm in the middle of this trip and... The next thing I can find myself looking into the bucket that I vomited in, right? I'm conscious of this. And in the bucket of my vomit, I see ten tiny Joe Brawleys. <laughs> this is not a joke. Holding hands and dancing around and around in a circle. That's lovely. Joyously. I said to him, you know, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> and what did he do when he what where did he go with that that's uh... I think that I think he went sort of for a, you know I, I spent you know because I, I, I was wheezing with <laughs> helpless laughter but I, I think he you know, he was sceptical enough. You know, this was a day mm. and I'd, he'd obviously come back and told the boys of Donna fucking wise yeah. himself up. You know, I think he was more, you know, it was an experiment to see where it all led to. Yeah. Um, 
Do you remember the, uh, there's, there's um, you heard a lot of them, there's the Goop, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's, she's got her wellness brand, I think it's called, is it pronounced Goop, G-O-O-P, uh, and it was, there was a, a journalist for the, you know, from the Globe and Mail in Toronto said, why, 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 why is it called Goop? Perhaps any old lover, any old rubbish and learn from me, ungrateful peasant, were both taken. <laughs> yeah, but... You know, it's all well and good. It's only a small minority of people who question this. I mean, yeah. you you don't you don't see this being questioned in the mainstream. I mean, like Ronald Reagan didn't make any decisions without his astrologer. Mm. You know, I mean, Ronald was a genial sort of old chump. You know, who became the president of America. I mean, Tony Blair and Terry Adams. I mean, Terry Adams talked about this that Tony used to exhort him, and he used to do it. Mm. Like, as we want in Terry, right. They used to hug the tree together yeah. in the back garden of Downing Street. Mm. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. But you know you what know, I the, think the, is we, what we reach that we reach that, that that sort of stage where we're so you know, and you see this in the sort of when when the Queen died. You know, I have no issues with the Queen, you know. She's she's a tourist attraction, you know, she's a face on China cups and all the rest of it. You know, that's fine. I have I have deeper problems with the whole idea of monarchy and the triumphalism around all of that and obviously the fact that you know you've got 28 billion estate there that doesn't mm. pay tax etc etc but this performative grief when the queen died when lady when lady diana died it was even worse i mean mm. people being it she said oh I, I i i i i'm i'm more grief-stricken now than when my own mother died. Yeah. You know, and it speaks, I think, to a lonely populace, to people who are, they're lost. I mean, in America, you see this very clearly. Increasingly in England, you see this. Mm. See, we're different in Ireland still because we've got a very robust sense of community. We've got, yeah. like, the GA, we've got the soccer community, the rugby. Everything intertwines very well. And people will still say to you, you're making a dick of yourself. Yeah. Catch yourself on, you know, uh, but my worry with the younger generation is that people aren't saying that to them. Saying, "Don't be a dick." Yeah, don't be a dick. Well, you know what I think is actually a pernicious thing is the idea of happiness in general. Couldn't agree more. Like you know, when people say, "I just want to be happy," oh. might as well say, "I just want to live on Mars." <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah. I, I remember when I went out on my first date with my my wife. Uh, I thought I, I was such God. I'm such, I was a dick. Someone should have said to me, "You're a dick." <clears throat> but I said to her, I was really pleased when I said, "You know." <laughs> I thought it was really liberating. You know, I said, yeah. uh, "You know, there's nothing you can do that can make me happy." She was like, "What?" I said, "No, it's good. It's good. You know, happiness is just." Uh, You'd obviously never experienced the reverse cowgirl. <laughs> well, that's a fleeting moment. It's like I was saying that like Bernard Malamud said happiness is our life is life is misery full of joy. So the reverse cowgirl would be the joy, you know, in, in the in yeah. the life of misery. But yeah. the happiness. Yeah, that absolution on it. But I, I said and I remember saying to a friend of mine who is, is a psychologist, he said, you know, he said, I like, this didn't go down so well. I said to him, he said, Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. Like you you know, no, nobody can provide happiness for another human being. He said, But you're a fucking idiot for saying it to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, think of I'm thinking of all the avenues that could have been <laughs> explored, but weren't. And that thing now that 
that that's permeating society and younger people. And I think it's causing a huge amount of discontent. It's causing a huge amount of narcissism. It's this idea of self-help and, you know, life coaching and all that stuff, which we see everywhere now. It's like that, that, that life is a sort of a Disneyland and all you have to do is mm. wish upon a star and you'll get there. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, life's a fucking joyful daily grind yeah. where you're going to feel shit and... You know, there, there are many times you'll feel despair. And if you're lucky to, to be brought up in good circumstances, mm. you know, you, you're going to have some opportunities. If you come from a good background, you're well educated, your parents are professionals, then you'll obviously have have, have, have advantages, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like people are are being polluted with this magical thinking. And they're succumbing to it. They think it's real. I mean, I've met many people through the journey through organ donation who are buying these. Like, what do you say to someone right, who needs a set of lungs? Hmm. Someone who needs a kidney, needs a liver. And they're saying, you know, um, I had this tremendous Tony Robbins DVD and I'm, 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 I'm getting all his... Um, new stuff every month, you know, and um, I'm really confident I can beat this. Well, what do you say to them? You don't say, like, you, you turn away ashamed mm. that you're part of a society that permits that to happen. That's how I feel. You know, because I see them dying then, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. The fuck, like, this, you know, what's wrong with cold, hard realism? Let me put it this way. If you've got a heart problem, right, I was in school with Colm Hanratty, one of the top sort of heart experts in the country, you know, mm. sort of a pioneer in this field in Belfast and I don't play for the RMI seniors, brilliant Gaelic footballer, stopped playing, he was 23 because he was worried about his fingers. But if I've got a heart problem, you know, I want fucking Colm Hanratty, who's extremely well educated, who's science-based, to, to put those stents in, mm. you know, to do that, to carry out that fucking five-hour bypass, yeah. you know, to insert the monitors. I want him to do that. I don't want a fucking self-help guru no. or a shaman or a faith healer or the seventh son of a seventh son. Right? You wouldn't. And, and you wouldn't want it and no human being would want it. So why is it that, that still... You know, and now we see this with the, 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 and the funny thing is that a while lot of the people who are loyalists of this sort of stuff, the life coaching, I'll say, they're the anti-vaxxers, they're yeah. the conspiracy theorists, you know, and it's spreading. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I mean, I, I, I um, just this morning before we came in, I follow these guys on <laughs> on Twitter, mm. the, 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 the Good Liars Project. And what they do, what they do is they go around Donald Trump rallies and mm. Make America Great Again rallies because, you know, America's going fully, you know, conspiracy mm. theorist. And that's perfect because the, the Republican Party, they've got big donors, giving them big money. You encourage these culture wars you know, over transgenders and, you know, immigrants are the, are the evil and all that sort of thing. And, and we ask ourselves, how can people actually believe that? How do they actually believe that? And then you listen to the good, um, <laughs> good liars. And here's, here's, um, here they are talking to a lady at a Trump rally who believes that Joe Biden is actually dead. And being played. You think Biden is not alive right now? No, the guy that's doing the stand-up job of trying to wake people up is an actor wearing a mask. I mean, there's several different people playing Joe Biden at this point. And when when he fell up the stairs going on the airplane, I myself think that that was Jim Carrey. I've heard that he was one of them. I wait, 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 wait. You think that Jim Carrey was wearing a mask and? Was the acting president? And being silly by falling up the stairs three different times. And James Woods also, I think, is one of the doppelganger mask-wearing people. I mean, what do you say? What do you say to that? Well, he's got a good. He's got a good cast. And there's 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 hundreds of them. I mean, here's another guy, right? He interviewed there about transgender, and this guy. Everybody's standing around nodding in agreement as they're saying this. You know, they're all draped in U.S. flags. They're all wearing their Trump hats. And this guy, he tells the interviewer, he's talking about transgender, and then he says that this, it's becoming, uh, it's becoming ridiculous. Kids are coming in dressed up as cats with collars and leashes on and ears and supposed to have litter boxes in the restrooms. That's incredible. And you've, you've seen this? I have not personally seen it, but uh, I know people that are involved with uh, the schools. You haven't personally no, seen I it? I haven't personally seen it, no. Okay. Because that sounds... That's... Uh, yeah, I know. But if you talk to the students, they even say that 
it's been going on. And uh, have you you talked to the students? And they they said they saw it. Some friends of ours, their kids. Yeah, they saw. Sorry, they saw students dressed as cats, <laughs> and that they said that there had to be litter boxes in the high schools, in the bathrooms. <laughs> so you know, you wonder why it is that. America is the way it is, but it's this retreat from sanity which is really very, very dangerous because ultimately you can persuade people to fight over things of really very little importance. I mean, Mm. in America they're burning books now. They're burning books in Florida. I mean, look what's happening in the UK where Brexit was an emotion, not not anything logical. Cut yourself off from from the biggest sort of trading unit in the world. Mm. Um get charlatans there to just lie and to repeat those lies and and then turn people against each other using culture wars. I mean, now, in America, for example, one of the things that's being peddled is that transgenders are secretly paedophiles mm. who are going to defile our children. Now, it's horrific stuff. It's, it's, it's inhumane. It's extremely cruel. It's bullying. But... It's working. It's working. You know, these guys, they're, they're being elected. I mean, a lawmaker in Florida, a senior Republican lawmaker, was the one who said that some students were identifying as cats and that the, 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 that the school was then installing, <laughs> installing facilities for Cat cats litter. so that they could use them at yeah. school. And we think, well, you know, that's insane. But we see the process starting in England now. It's mm. been going now for, you know, 10 years. We look at the, the, the front bench, the Tory front bench, and you think to yourself, where is this all going? You know, we it's, see what's happening in Ireland with homelessness, all those sorts of things. And we see how easily demagoguery can take root. We see these protests now, these right-wing protests. Mm. They're just starting. This is what happened in England with Farage and, all, and the National Front and all that 25 years ago. Look at it. Now you've got a National Front government. Yeah. In power. And we see this in Ballymun, you know, where these right-wing figures are, are, are spreading hate against some of the most vulnerable people in society. And we say, this can never happen to us. We better fucking stamp on this before it does happen to us. You know, and corporations are delighted when this happens because it takes the focus off things like homelessness, off, off, mm. off the, the, the pitiful wages about the new class of slave labor that's spreading around continents, you know, about the huge monopoly power of these bodies so that, that gas is now lower in price than it was before the Ukraine invasion by Russia. And yet, in the UK, for example, people are paying four times for gas what they did before mm. because this monopoly power, and what are we fighting over? You know, whether, whether, whether someone's using a female or male bathroom. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <clears throat> you know, when was the last time anybody was assaulted by a transgender or, 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 or was treated with anything other than respect by members of the LGBTQ community? You know, and you get these right-wing Irish Catholic fascists here in the country. You know, there are very few of them still. And I'm, I'm delighted that all of the Ballymun civic bodies have come out and mm. strongly condemned these, this invasion of their of, of of their place, you know, to stage these these rallies, but we have to be very vigilant. Yeah, it's um, it's a really 
it's really fascinating how it takes hold and how it takes hold in people because once they stop once they stop believing in one thing it then just spreads so you see with people who are radicalized there's one you know a lot of time there'll be one one example of something where they 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 feel maybe with some justification that we've been lied to here and then it's like well now if they're lying to us about this they're probably lying to us about the cat litter in the schools you know and it's yeah. it's and again, it's just the power of the mind. And as you say, Brexit, the world, people have had enough of experts, all that stuff. Everything can be, everything can be still, distilled into three word slogans, solutions that are simplistic, take back control, get Brexit done, make America great. Yeah. All the things that... Stop the steal. Yeah. And it's, and you see it, but, every, but everything is just a potential in, in, and I don't know how you change it because everything you look at, like I saw the, uh, the Biden with the special prosecutor being appointed about the files that he left in his house in Delaware. And the minute you see it, you're like, oh, fuck, this is another, this is, nobody's going to believe anybody about this. This was going to be another, it's just another yeah, point. Matthew McConaughey said on CNN, he said like, what the hell? He said, America, he says, like, we're, we can't even agree, even agree anymore on what a fact is. Yeah, and see the the the, the fundamental the the foundation for all this is inequality. Mm. And so you know in America, up until Ronald Reagan, you know you had a very secure middle class. There was you know good school opportunities. Yeah, you know you had good salaries. And then once he de deregulated mm. and deregulated the financial system, then you had soaring inequality. And then once people start to feel powerless and locked out from the system. Yeah. Then they get angry and then it's easy to follow an emotional message. Yeah. It's these fucking immigrants who are taking your job and look, the fucking government are housing them. Yeah. They're housing these people who've been bombed out of their homes, you know, and who've, who've survived the most horrendous conditions to get here in the first place, mm. you know, um, and, and and then once you sort of successfully turn people against each other and you get them distracted by talking about these things, then, they, then you know, the, the, the corporations can get on with ruling the world. You know, they can buy the politicians. We see this process happening in Ireland mm. now. We see it in England very strongly where, I mean, donations are now flooding in. I mean, um, the, the, the Tory government is awash with money, mm. you know, but there's a price to be paid for that. If, yeah. if, if a donor's given you a million pounds, he better be getting something in return. And yeah. he is getting something in return. You know, he's getting tax cuts, he's getting all sorts of, all sorts of, of, of important things. I mean, Montague Norman, the governor of the Bank of England, he went in, I think it was 1921, and spoke to the fledgling Bank of, the, 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 the Bankers of New York Association. And he said to them, look, gentlemen, we will divide, and this is the key, we will divide the people along party political lines and have, the, have them arguing over questions of no importance yeah. while we get on with the only important imperialism governing the world behind the scenes. And, and you know, we see in our education system, for example, kids hit 18, they know when the Battle of Hastings was or when the Easter Rising was, but they don't know fucking anything else, you know, because we're not, we're not teaching the things that are important. 
and the most important thing being to think for yourself, to make up your own mind about the world. But they think they're thinking for themselves when they get these alternative facts and they get uh, things like that. Well, once... I mean, if you think of it from a marketer's point of view of a corporate, I mean, once, once, your, once your fixation is TikTok and Instagram and all of that, and you can't be away from your phone for 30 seconds, and you go into a state of panic when you don't have it, you know, and, and, and your phone becomes the font of well-being or sadness, it's very, very difficult to, 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 to look outside yourself and be anything other than narcissistic. It's very difficult to take part. That's why things like the GA are so important because the kids get out playing sport. You know, the parents get out volunteering. Mm. It builds up a world, a real world, that's, <clears throat> that, that's at least some sort of a bulwark against that, which is why I think, you know, in Ireland, we've still got a sober, realistic, empathetic population. Yeah. But, but we can never take it for granted. Well, it's funny, I would have always, I would have really instinctively rejected that idea any idea of Irish exceptionalism or anything like that and um, because I know you know because I think there's good strong community spirit in loads of places like you know I, I know it from my in-laws in England where they live there's strong communities all that kind of thing but since coming back here I do actually feel there is a difference in terms of people aren't as siloed they're, they're not as isolated oh, absolutely and and the other great thing we have going for us in terms of uh other country you know brexit things like that is that it's very hard to it's very it's very hard to do a nostalgia trip on ireland of 50 years ago ireland of 40 years ago it's not like you know john major who wasn't one of those people but you know he used to talk about cricket warm beer and, and cricket on the village green Nobody, it's very hard to mythologize poor Ireland of the 1950s, even though the far right will probably try and do it. And I remember going to do a video with guys who come over, lads who were in, in a hotel in, in Balahadrine from Syria and, you know, fled the most extraordinary, horrific stuff. And they were all living in this hotel, which was a, which was a, Celtic Tiger Hotel that was just I, I remember your piece. It was, yeah. a, it was a beautiful piece. And they were going up to see Mayo Roscommon. But I remember playing at Croke Park and they were brilliant fellas and they were really so much energy. And you look at and to be honest, you went to Battle of the Dream and you went, Jesus Christ, towns like this, Ireland isn't full. Ireland needs Absolutely. as much of an influx of different Absolutely. cultures and different views Absolutely. as... as as it can get. And the warmth uh, and colour that they yeah. give us and what we learn from them. And I mean, in the day, I mean, just reduce these things. What people should always do is reduce it to basic things. Would I like to be treated like that? Yeah. Would I treat someone that I love like that? You know, and and, and, and once, you, once you start thinking about it this way, rather than listening to the propaganda, yeah. I mean, like, another massive thing, of course, is the ownership of the media now, which is increasingly in a few hands. And we see how very effectively, you know, the British media sold Brexit. Mm. I mean, the chairman of the BBC now is is a major Tory donor. Yeah. You know, and that's all being controlled. And once people are hearing these messages every day, I mean, you, one of the constant things in the good liars is when they're interviewing someone at these Trump rallies and he's saying, well, like, what's... 
what, can you explain what's your evidence for that? And they say, man, all you got to do is listen to Fox News. Yeah. You know, and uh, again, it's that important idea of thinking for yourself. But of course, before you can think for yourself, you have to be prepared to do a wee bit of study at least. Or do you know what you could do? You could do what Gwyneth Paltrow advises and you could just nourish your inner aspect. How, how do you... How do you how, what would the best way be to nourish your inner aspect? Apart, uh, from, buy, apart from buying her stuff? I, think, I don't think it's possible without buying her stuff. I think that's the first way you nourish your inner aspect. Please your thoughts and eliminate white foods. What's a white food? You I don't even answer that. I just need to get, get the whole thing. Uh, the, the, I noticed recently that the headline on the front of the Guardian's Life and Style section, it's the Guardian, like it's mm. a reputable, you know, and it's, it's independent and it's just done great, some, some great investigation. The headline was Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow broke down and ate bread during quarantine. What was your lowest point? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> I know. Well, on that, I actually do think the other story I saw on The Guardian about Gwyneth Paltrow was, this is the other side of it. So they are still doing some good news stories. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's goop sued as man claims vagina-scented candle exploded. Vagina-scented yeah. candle. So maybe that's really how you nourish your inner aspect. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.